You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. Hello, good afternoon, everybody, or good evening. Yesterday, we began the Tractate of Trumot. We looked at the roots in Chumash, in Bamidbar, the connection to Korach and to fear of death, in Devarim, the idea that the tribe of Levi has no land, so it needs donations, and in Vayikra, a stranger, Zar lo Yochalbo, a stranger can't eat holy things. Once something is given as truma, there's actually there's a death penalty for eating it if you're not a priest. We learned that the first donation from the harvest is to the priest, and that donation requires words and intent and thought. And we're going to carry on exploring the first chapter of the tractate around the questions of who can give to Rumah? Who can give? And it has to be someone with obligation and knowledge. And we 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 get touched on that yesterday, but we'll come back to that idea today. And we're going to introduce another idea today. The question of what kind of food can we give as Turuma? And we're going to learn that it has to be like for like. So species for species, status for status. If you've already harvested food, you can't use harvested food to give Turuma for what is already in the la- what's in the land and vice versa. But we're going to learn that it's state for state. Now, in order to get a picture of what is going on in the next three Mishnayot, we need to understand how Turuma fits into, uh, if you like, the larger hierarchy of donations to the temple. And I just wanted to show you how the hierarchy works. We all come. We're going to come back to this later today, but we're going to. Keep, I think we're going to keep coming back to it later in the track date. So yesterday we learned about Truma. It's between 1.66% and 2.5%. It's given to the priests. That's the first offering. Remember, the Rambam says this attracted is where it is in the order of Zerain because it's the first one. And we're going to follow up. The next tracted is actually Ma'asrot, tithes. Ma'aser Rishon is another 10% given to Levi'im. And by the way, when the Levi'im get their Ma'aser, they separate 10% of the 10% for the Kohanim. So Levi'im get 10% and they separate out 10%. So 1% goes to the Kohanim. That's Maser Rishon, first Maser. Maser Sheni is 10% of the remainder. So now, gosh, that'll only be um, 8 or 9. It'll be somewhere between 8 and 9% now. And that's eaten in Jerusalem or turned into money and brought to Jerusalem and, and eaten there. And we don't do Maaseh Sheni every year. We do it in years one and two and uh, four and five of the seven-year cycle. So year three and year six, we give Maaser Ani. We give poor people's Maaser. So rather than going to Jerusalem, we give the money to the poor. That's the hierarchy of donations. And of course, the Mishnah knows this, right? So they're going to refer to this stuff. 
and they're not going to explain it. They're not going to explain it, but we we need to we need to understand it in order to to figure out what what they're what what they're going on about. Okay, let's have a look at the sources. Um, uh, scroll down. Okay, we started. We we started. We were here yesterday. We learned the texts. Um, a miner can't give trimmer. Now, here we go. Here's Mishnah, Mishnah, Mishnah 4, where we're going to start this afternoon. We don't take truma from olives for the oil. We don't take truma from grapes for wine. Now, This is someone clearly who has both olives and oil and both grapes and wine. He wants to tithe his oil and his wine, but he must have olives and he must have he must have some olives and some grapes because otherwise he couldn't be trying to bring the olives and the grapes as his trimmer. Clearly he's got some olives and some grapes. I'm sorry to labor this point. But it's absolutely critical. So he's got some olives and he's got some oil. He's got some grapes and he's got some wine. He needs to give at least 1.66% of the wine as trimmer. He's gonna, he wants to give it as grapes. And Beit Shammai say, the trimmer for the things themselves is there. What is Beit Shammai saying? Beit Shammai are saying, look, if you've got, you give olives... And you've got some olives. Well, okay, you haven't given trimmer for the oil, but at least you've given trimmer for the olives that you have. And Beit Hillel say, Ain trumatan truma. Their trimmer is not trimmer. They haven't done anything. They haven't done anything because they haven't got the right, if you like, the correct thought and the correct intention. They've given it for the wrong thing. That's the, and that's the difference between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel. But the, the principle is absolutely clear that we have to give like for like and we have to have knowledge and intent. And Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel are agreed on that. Now, the next Mishnah explores the question of like for like in, in, in glorious detail. So... Uh, gosh, we don't take truma from gleaning, from leket or from shichra or from pear. We can't take it from gleaning or from the forgotten sheaf or from the corner, the corner of the field or from ownerless produce. Maybe that's because that doesn't belong to the owner anyway. It belongs to the poor. Or maybe it's because the um, the food which the poor obtain in this way is not liable to trimmer. So, I mean, you can read the mission of both ways and the commentators read it both ways. But either way, you don't take trimmer. It's either a question of exemption or a question of ownership. And they're both important principles. We can't take trimmer from produce that's exempt from trimmer. And we can't take trimmer from produce that we don't own. And then, so the mission is going to say, we're not from Maser Rishon. 
from which Trum had already been taken. If we got Marseille Richon from which Trum has already been taken, it's not liable to Trum. And not from Marseille Chény and Temple dedicated produce. Well, that doesn't really belong to us. It's dedicated for Beit Migdash. We, it's not free, right? We can't take Trum from that. Not nor from that which, um, nor from that which is subject to truma, from that which is exempt. Let me get back to the Hebrew text. It's much more elegant in Hebrew. Mishnah is like poetry, not from the exempt, not from the liable on the exempt, and not from the from the exempt on the liable. You can only, if if you're taking truma on behalf of crops which are liable, you've got to take it from crops which are liable. Not from produce that's been picked for produce attached to the ground and vice versa. Not from the new crop from the previous years. We can't eat from the new crop until the Omer offering has been brought the day after Pesach. So there's a, there's a division between the Chadash and the Yashan. The new crop and the old crop. Different crops, different truma. And not from produce from the land of Israel, for produce from outside the land, or vice versa. Because produce outside the land is not liable for truma. So you can't use it. You can't give truma from it for produce inside the land. And... Um, well, you wouldn't need to give produce from inside the land for, you know, for truma for, for outside the land. And in all these cases, well, we can imagine the answer in all these cases. In all these cases, the truma is not truma. It's not like for like. They have done, it's, it's, it's as if he's done nothing. I mean, that's good, right? That means that there's no death penalty for eating it by mistake. But the truma is not truma. Let's get the last, so it has to be like for like. That's the principle of the, of the second Mishnah we're covering today. And then we're going to go, do you remember the Mishnah begins? The, the, let's go back to the beginning of the Masachet, uh, Mishnah 1. <clears throat> Here we are, Mishnah 1. Chamisha lo yitromu. Five may not give truma. Ve'im tarmu ein trumatan truma. Five may not give truma. This was the defu, the imbecile, the minor, someone who tr gave tithe from something not his property. If they did so, their truma is not truma. There's no liability. Anybody can eat it. There's no problem. And the Mishnah is going to repeat this phrase, Hamisha, five, loyi tromu. Let's, let's have a look at Mishnah six. Chamisha lo yitromu. Five categories of people should not give truma. But this time it's different. The im tarmu trumatan truma. But if they did give truma, their truma is truma. In other words, after the fact, the act is valid. Who are these people? Well, you, and you'll see, by the way, these are people who could have intent or knowledge. Unlike the first five. Someone who's mute, someone who's drunk, someone who's naked, someone who's blind, someone who's had an omission. Loi tromu, they're not allowed to give truma. The im tarmu truma tan truma. 
the Mishnah repeats itself. If they did give truma, their truma is valid. Why not? Well, some of these people can't recite the bracha. You can't recite a bracha if you're mute or if you're naked. Some of them don't have knowledge. If, you, if you're drunk or you're blind, you might not know exactly what you're taking from. If you've had an omission, according to Rabbi Yossi in Brachot, this is not the halacha today, the sages overruled it, but you couldn't recite a bracha if you had an omission. So all of these people are people who, in theory, might have had knowledge and intent, but because of their situation, they don't. I've talked for 10 minutes, and we've whizzed through the next three Mishnayot. So maybe at this point, I'll stop, and then tomorrow we'll continue in the, with the rest of the Masachat. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. <laughs>